Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, so it has been a week. <laughs> oh, I almost lost my voice on Tuesday. And then... I don't know, since then, it's just like, it's just been a heaviness all week. Um, really, just to be honest, did not feel like doing this today. And, you know, God had to remind me, it's when you don't feel like doing it that you should do it the most. Um, Satan is not attacking you when you're doing you. Satan does not, you know, feel threatened as long as you were doing you and you were doing, you know, the things of the flesh or whatever makes you happy. But the minute that you start trying to do the will of God, the minute that you decide, okay, you know what, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to start applying this word in my life. I'm going to start making more of an effort to actually be the things that God has taught me about, that God has, you know, told me I'm supposed to be, that is when Satan attacks you the most. That is when he gets up and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, so, so yeah, as long as you're not doing the will of God, as long as you're being disobedient or dragging your feet or whatever, he's happy because that means that, okay, that's one less person that he got to worry about. Is when we start actually trying to be the things that we talk about, right? Then that's when it becomes a problem. So, I don't know, I just have to remind myself that uh, it's bigger than me and my feelings. And, you know, despite however I feel, um, despite whatever's going on, I still have to press forward. Um, so, Let's just keep each other in prayer. Uh, that being said, let's go ahead and pray in. Um, Lord God, I thank you once again for your grace, your love, your mercy. I thank you for another day. Um, I pray that despite however I'm feeling, despite you know whatever the enemy is doing, attacking me in the mind, the body, whatever, God, I just, I know who you are. Um, I thank you in spite of everything, and I thank you just uh, once again for another day. I thank you for my life, and I pray that you will help me to just stay focused on you. Um, Help us continue to grow further and deeper in your word um, to build that foundation so that we can stand on the solid rock. In Jesus' name I pray, thank God, and amen. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to get through this because I'm sitting here listening to my voice. It feels like it's trying to go out again. 
So I'm gonna do the best I can, but if it feels like it's taking things are taking a turn for the worse, I might have to just um maybe do half the lesson and pick it up next week. But I'm gonna do my best to try to get through this because I really just I don't wanna have to like split it up like that. <clears throat> okay. So a quick review, okay, we have gone through four eras in our our Bible arc, our Bible arc now. Um, We have the creation era, our key figure in the creation era is Adam, located in the Garden of Eden, and our summary for that era, again, is Adam is created by God, but he sins. And he derails from God's plan for man, God's original plan for man. Okay. Then we have the next era, right? The patriarch era. And our key figure there was Abraham, located in the city of three names, right? At this time, it is Canaan. And Abraham is chosen by God to father a people to represent God to the world. Then we had the Exodus era. I'm sorry, I said four. We only covered three eras. So we have the Exodus era, which was the last one we talked about. Our key figure was Moses. And it is located in Egypt. Okay, it takes place in Egypt. And our summary there is that through Moses, God delivers the Hebrew people from slavery in Egypt, and then gives them the law, right? All those commandments, which Pastor corrected me on Sunday, uh, it was more than just the Ten Commandments, right? They had a lot, a lot of laws, okay? But, you know, he gives them the law at Mount Sinai, okay? Now we are in the conquest era, okay? And here, our key figure is Joshua, right? Joshua has just taken over uh, in Moses' feed. Moses has passed away. And so now Moses is leading the people. Okay. So Joshua, oh, I'm sorry, I said Moses. Joshua leads the conquest. Okay, this is our summary. Joshua leads the conquest of the promised land. So again, our key figure in this era, we're in the conquest era. This is Joshua, okay? And our summary <clears throat> is that Joshua leads the conquest of the promised land, okay? Now, uh, the thing to keep in mind is again, um, after. You know, the excess where they leave Egypt, remember they're dis because of their uh their disbelief, their disobedience, right, their rebellion against God. They are now having to wander in the desert for forty years um at Kardeshmanea, right? Remember Kardeshmanea they were supposed to go, but because the majority of the spies gave a bad report, oh no, we ain't going. <laughs> because of that, 
they were cursed to wander 40 years in the desert. Okay? And so now Joshua is having to lead these people. And <clears throat> here is taking place at Jericho. Okay, so again, this is their test. Are they going to go up and do what God told them to do? Or are they going to refuse him? Now, for those who, you know, uh, have read their Bible, you kind of know what happened. But for those who don't, we're getting to it. Okay? So, there are four main events, okay, four main events that have happened in this era, in the conquest era. Okay? We have Jordan. That's our first event. Second of it is Jericho, then the conquest, and then finally Dominion. So our first main event, Jordan, okay, the miraculous parting of water. So this takes place from Joshua chapter 1 to Joshua chapter 5. So again, Moses has passed away, and God picks Joshua to be his successor, right, to succeed him. So now he's leading the people. And Joshua's first challenge is to cross the Jordan River at flood stage. Okay. Um, I mean, again, right, like, well, it is. it has been 40 years. We have to keep that in mind. Because <laughs> Natchez is like, well, they already saw when he parted, you know, Moses parted the sea. So it shouldn't be a big deal, right? But that was four years ago. You remember those who were 20 and younger, you know, they were going to go on to see the promised land. But those who were 21 and up, now you, you're going to die in the desert. You were never going to see the promised land. So, there were, yeah, you have a few of them who probably remember you know, crossing uh, the Red Sea through the Red Sea. But again, we got a whole new generation of people. Okay? This is 40 years that have passed. So now we got this new crop of people, and they probably look like, man, we got to cross these waters. <laughs> okay? So this is the, you know, first kind of stage, right? <clears throat> and so God, at this point, commands Joshua Right, to prepare the nation for a ceremonial procession. Okay. And to begin walking with the priest first toward the Jordan River. Now, when the priest touched the water, God would part the water for them. So here we have a second parting of water, right? The first being the Red Sea from the Exodus era, okay, this is the second party of water that God does for Israel, right? Now, the people, they respond, okay, they weren't hesitant. Now, if you notice, again, there's a difference, right, because if we think back to Exodus, okay, that kind of shows you in 40 years' time that mentality Something must have changed, okay? Uh, maybe the ones who were 20, uh, you know, and a bit younger, when they got to that point uh, where they had families and they were sitting there teaching about the ways of God, 
you know, so now they've passed these things on to their children, whereas before the older generation or the previous one, when they got to the river, oh, my goodness, how are we going to get through this? You know, these people, they just, they went. They responded. Okay? God told them to do it. They did it. So he parts the river for them. And when he does this, this is about a distance of 20 miles that this river is parted. Okay? In distance of 20 miles. So, again, think big. Don't think small. Remember, we got a huge group of people. This is a lot of people, millions of people. Well, maybe not millions, but we said about two to, to three million people. So this was not a small group. This was a massive exodus of people that were moving through. So think big. Okay, so we're not talking about, okay, a little puddle of water and, you know, this kind of, no. <laughs> this is a huge, this is a river, a huge river at flood stage, which means it's overflowing water, okay? And he parsed this for them, again, about a distance of 20 miles. So large gap, okay? And they cross through. Once they cross through, waters close back up, okay? Now, we have our second main event, so Jericho. A miraculous conquest of a city. <laughs> so this takes place in Joshua chapter 6. Now, the city of Jericho was like a small oasis. It's on the west side of the Jordan River uh, near the Dead Sea. And it was not only uh, the eastern... <clears throat> the eastern gateway to the promised land, but it was also a fortified city. Okay, so maybe, I'm trying to think, I know there's a song that talks about the walls of Jericho uh, falling down. Okay, we're going to get into that, but that's what I mean by fortified city at all. It was blocked in. Okay, and uh, it posed a threat to them, to the people of Israel. Okay, so we got this fortified city, strong people. Again, this is at the eastern, this is the eastern gateway to the promised land. So before we, they can even get to the promised land, they have to get through this, you know, stronghold. Okay. <clears throat> but Joshua was a brilliant military strategist. Okay. Um, which this was new for me. I didn't know, but um, he was so he was such a great strategist that a lot of Joshua's campaigns in the Bible are still studied by the Army War College today. Okay, so that in itself was just amazing to me. At least, like, wow. So. This man was awesome, <laughs> And <clears throat> as he's trying to figure out how to conquer it, an angel of the Lord appears to him and instructs him on to march around the city 
once a day for seven days. Okay, I'll repeat that again. So let's back up a little bit. Again, he is a brilliant strategist, right? His his strategies, his war campaigns and things like that are still studied today. Our our military, our army. However, even somebody like Joshua still sought out God. Like he was sitting there like, Okay, Lord, I know what you told us to do, I believe that you're gonna do it. How are we gonna do this? He didn't just go in there on his arrogance. You're like, well, I'm just so great. I'm so brilliant. I got this. Come on, y'all. No. He stood, he overlooked the city, and he's sitting there. As he's sitting there trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to do what God told me to do? God sends an angel to him. And the angel tells him, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to walk around the city once a day for seven days. Okay, and on the seventh day, you're going to march around it seven times, and then the people are going to shout, okay? Again, those who um, have read this, God tells them, okay, you're going to do this once a day, and then on the last day, I need you to praise me. That was not the time to sit there and be like, okay, golf clap. Golf clap. No, praise me. Praise me like you got the victory, okay? Um, even that in itself, right, it's an unorthodox plan. Like, there's no way, oh, man, you know, and you have to think the people probably knew they were out there. It's like, man, what are they doing? I don't know. They're just walking around the city. They look dumb. You know, <laughs> you know how we are as people. We're sitting there, you know, you're watching these people walk around. Like, man, why does God have me doing this? You know, like, you know what? I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to do it. I feel a little silly. I feel a bit ridiculous doing it. But I'm going to trust them anyway. Right? So they do it. And on that day, the people shout, the walls came down. And it, it was over. Okay. Now, our next event, our third event, is uh, the conquest, right? The defeat of Canaan. So this is when they're going into the promised land. And this takes place from Joshua chapter 7 to Joshua chapter 12. So the Canaanites can't stand the Israelites. Okay, uh, they are very much united, as Mark Anders points out. They are united in their hatred of the Israelites. So they, you know, not really feeling these people. Okay, but <clears throat> not in their military opposition to them. Okay, so firstly, the region uh, has a lot of individual kings. Okay, so there's different, like I said, we've got different regions, they have individual kings, but they all can agree, like, we, we don't like these Israelites, we got to do something about them. They're united in that, okay? <clears throat> but Joshua cuts 
through the midsection towards the Mediterranean Sea. And once he divides the land, he begins to conquer from south to north. And in about seven years, the initial defeat of Canaan is completed. Okay, so the first thing you notice, this battle took about seven years. So this was not, you know, one and done. Um, and it just comes again as a reminder when God has promised us something, right? And we go in there. Now, yes, the walls of Jericho, they fell down, right? And so they're walking into battle. They've already been given the victory. But this battle took seven years. Some of us are ready to quit the battle, you know, seven days, right, a week into into the fight. And you're like, oh, God, you told me that I was, you know, seven months into that dream, right? A day going, 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 going. It's like, nah, this ain't work for me. You, okay, where where is the victory that you promised me? You said that this was mine. But I don't see it yet. Like, man, you haven't even you haven't even really put up a fight. What do you mean? So yeah, you might it might take a minute. But just because it's taking a minute doesn't mean that God lied to you. You're gonna have to fight for it. Okay? The devil again is happy when we're just kind of content doing whatever, doing us. You know, but when you are starting to step into the thing that God has, that position that God has for you, when you're going after the, the vision or the dream or whatever it is that God has given you to do, that's when you're going to have resistance. You're going to have opposition. Again, these were different regions, but they all came together to fight them. And even again, again we've already been told, okay, these people are strong. Okay, these were not, you know, some pushovers that they were dealing with, but God. So they they fought that. They fought through that, and, and because they were faithful in that, they got the promised land. Okay. Then finally, we have the last major event, dominion. Finalizing dominion. Okay. That's our title for this. And uh, this takes place, um, Joshua 13, chapter 13, all the way to Joshua chapter 20. So Joshua chapter 13 to Joshua chapter 20. Okay? Now, each of the 12 tribes are given a piece of the land by lottery. And they are responsible for finalizing dominion over that area. All 12 tribes inhabit their areas. Okay, so they all go and they go to their areas that are given to them. And this is kind of when we start going to the other area, right? Judges, because they didn't really have a, a monarchy yet. So they have a loose federation as. Anders puts it, loose federation with other tribes. Uh, they had, they didn't, again, they didn't really have a monarchy. They were not a, a nation just quite yet. 
Um, so at this time, and I'm kind of dipping into the next era, but that's when they have rulers who were judges. And that's when they go into that. But for now, they're given um, their own territories or their piece of land, and they're all responsible for basically kind of setting up <clears throat> their own rule over that land. Okay. So again, we have our, our four major events, right? Jordan, the River Jordan, where we have <clears throat> a second parting of water. Uh, we have Jericho, which was a the conquest of the city or miraculous conquest of the city. Then we have the conquest itself, which is the defeat of Canaan. So this is when they take the promised land. And then finally we have dominion where they start finalizing, you know, rule and um, like I said, kind of dipping a little bit into the next era, but that's when they start having rulers called judges. They're not quite a nation yet. They don't have an established monarchy just yet. Okay. And again, we are in, uh, we have covered <clears throat> Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. We have covered now four eras. Okay, so we have our first one, remember, creation, right? Our key figure there was Adam, is located in Eden. And our summary was that Adam is created by God, but he sins and derails. Uh, from God's original plan for man. Then we have the next era, which was the patriarch era. Our key figure there was Abraham, located in the city of three names, Canaan, at this time. And Abraham is chosen by God to father a people to represent God to the world. Okay. Then we had the Exodus era. Our key figure there was Moses, is located <clears throat> in Egypt. Through Moses, God delivers the Hebrew people from slavery in Egypt and then gives them the law, right? The law of Mount Sinai. And then finally, this era that we just covered, conquest era. So Joshua <clears throat> takes place. Oh my goodness. This takes place in Jericho, and Joshua leads the, uh, <clears throat> the conquest of the promised land. So, there you go. We, got, we have now covered uh, four of our nine eras in the Old Testament. Okay? So there are 12 main eras, remember, 12 main eras in the Bible. Nine of them are in the Old Testament. Okay, and we have now got through four of them. So we're almost at the halfway point, okay, at least for the Old Testament. <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. So 
Yes, let me double check that. Yeah. So again, this is located in Jericho. This conquest located in Jericho. Um, and that about does it. So next week we'll be going into the judges era. And uh, I made it through. I didn't think I was going to make it. <laughs> oh, man. I did not think I was going to make it, but I did. And I have to tell you, like I said, I've been feeling heavy all week. But literally, the minute I start going into the lesson, it's just like the Spirit of God starts flowing. And I just feel better. Um, makes me want to sing the song. I can probably hear Pastor like, sing it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I guess I'll go ahead and sing it. <laughs> I did it to myself. I don't know. I'm going to sing a little bit because my voice is still still kind of jacked up. Um, glory, glory. Hallelujah. those families, God, that are grieving right now, who are going through loss, 
and it seems like death is just all around us, God, but yet still you are God and you have not forsaken us. You are not like man that you should lie. You keep all of your promises, God. And I just thank you so much for that, Lord. I don't know what the plan is. And it feels like we are going through a long battle, but yet you are God. And just like you brought the children of Israel through the battle of Jericho, Lord, however long it takes for these walls to come down, we are going to praise you. We're going to celebrate you. We're going to be obedient. We're going to walk in faith. We're going to trust your will. We're going to trust you, God, no matter what. And, Lord, once again, I just thank you. I praise you for the victory in your name, God, I pray. Amen and amen. All right. Um, oh, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Um, y'all, that's all I got. <laughs> um, I pray that uh, you guys have a, a safe weekend, a great weekend. Um, and let's just remember to keep each other lifted up because the enemy is busy. You know, you don't know what's going on in, in somebody's house. Um, but if God just brings the name to your mind, just start praying for them. You know, we should be doing that anyway as believers. We should be praying daily. Um, this is definitely a season where you certainly you know, need to stay prayed up. You should always stay prayed up, but this is definitely the time now. Um, but just remember to just, you know, prayer does not have to be super eloquent and fancy. It's just you talking to God. And just remember, you know, throughout the day, throughout this week, just to say a prayer, lift a prayer up. Uh, for whoever comes across your mind, like I said, you know, pray for this nation, pray for the world, um, and all of those, you know, who are fighting this battle, because it's more than just a natural fight, it is a spiritual battle, too. Um, but again, I pray you're going to have a great weekend. Uh, I'm going to go west with my voice. <laughs> Take care. I love y'all, and uh, have a great day. <laughs> lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.